From the high desert and the great American Southwest, connecting from the West Coast to the East, connecting all the way to the United Kingdom and the rest of Europe, piercing straight through Asia to Japan, to Australia, to New Zealand, coming loud and hopefully clear to the World Wide Web. I speak to you on this eerie night from the great United State of Utah. I am your host, Tuesday, and this is Conversations at Midnight. And what an eerie night it is, at least for Utah standards, especially where I'm located in Utah, which I will not disclose. <laughs> I uh, mainly, not trying to be mysterious, but mainly because I, I kind of bounce from place to place. I, I'm, I'm experiencing the earth. Wow, that sounded weird. I'm just, you know, <laughs> experiencing the earth. No, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just traveling, you know, or at least I'm trying to. Um, so there's some moments where I'm, you know, where I sit there and I am one spot for a while and then I go to the next and the next and the next. So, wow. How was everybody's Art Bell Day? As we all know, Art Bell Day was uh, last week or at the time of this recording, the previous episode, that was Art Bell Day, April 13th, 2022. Uh, I had a great Art Bell Day. Uh, it, it was nice. I spent the majority of the day listening to him. But I just, probably the last hour, hour and a half, I turned him on. I was listening to one of the Ghost to Ghost episodes I believe it was 1994. I think that was the year I was listening to. Great, great year. And at some point, I went to take a shower, jumped into the shower, and I played him on the on the speaker, and I listened to him in the shower. Truth be told, I, I sat in there for a good hour <laughs> just listening. Like, I physically sat down in the shower just listening to him. It was sensational. I know some people are going to get upset about the waste of water, but I just couldn't help myself. I thought it was... It was an experience, and I'm glad I, I ended the day. But right at midnight, or at least right before midnight, I was outside looking at a at a beautiful moon. I don't think it was full, but a beautiful moon. I enjoyed myself, and then the day ended, and I uh, I went about my life. And so now we're here. We're here. We're enjoying it. Um, now, if you want to start lighting your candles, you know what? I'm going to light my candle first. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and grab my candle. Let's go light uh let's go light this bad boy first. I, ooh, what should I do this week? Hmm. Well, it seems like the only candle I have near me is the whiskey and tobacco. I was kind of hoping for the blueberry, but I don't know where it went. Well, that's unfortunate. Maybe I moved it without and I don't remember. So this week, we're going to do whiskey and tobacco. I, um... Oh, it's such a good smell, though. I really don't mind it. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Zed. <laughs> I, I I emailed Zed. Um, everyone give a big hello to Zed. Zed is a... Is a um, avid listener of the of the show and we had you know we're keeping a correspondence i try to do my best with everybody who writes me 
And I responded back to Zed after ooh, a good a good while. It was a good while. Zed is in uh, Melbourne, if I remember correctly, Melbourne, Australia. So we started talking, and she told me that she became a um that she became a huge candle connoisseur, if you will, over the um under the time of the pandemic, uh, at, at the beginning of it. So I guess during like the quarantine stages, um, which I heard Australia was hit with that pretty good. So she must've been inside for quite some time. So I don't, I don't blame her for enjoying candles. Candles are nice. They're soothing to me. So I'm going to light mine. Got the matches right here. Let's go, let's go start this properly. Oh, yeah. As everyone else is preparing, I um, I want to thank you. Of course, the, the introductional thank yous. Oh, I do have a beverage with me. I do have a beverage. Mountain Dew Major Melon. It's the watermelon flavor. Um, before anyone goes, so you love Mountain Dew, not the original. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan in the world of the original flavor. It's like just plain old Mountain Dew. No, not really. Not my thing. Flavored ones. Yeah. I don't, I've, I've, in my opinion, they have conquered the flavor, um, the soda or pop, uh, industry. When it comes to flavor, I think that they're in the lead. Don't get me wrong. Coca-Cola. I'm classic American. I'm so sorry. I'm classic American Coke. Oh, sensational to me. Uh, and I also do enjoy Pepsi. I know that that's a cardinal sin to my Americans, but uh, I don't care. I'm a rebel without a cause. I enjoy. I enjoy both. But if I had to choose, if my life was at stake, I would go with Coke. I, uh, there's, there's just this, there's just this sharp flavor about it that I enjoy and it's nice, but Pepsi, man, there's something about a nice cold Pepsi that can hit you right across the mouth, um, figuratively and literally that you just, you just can't, you just can't help yourself with it. So I, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I have to drink. I know some people I've already been told through emails, they enjoy wine, uh, a beer, I was told by somebody that they enjoy a nice shock top to my podcast. I myself do not drink alcohol. Um, it's not something that I do. But more power to you. I'm not going to, you know, there's no judgment here. There's no judgment in, po- in, in conversations at midnight. We are all in the same boat. We are, all, we are all equally the same entity, if you will. So without a further ado, I just, uh, ooh, let me just say this. Hopefully everybody's week went well. Mine was mine was nice. Over the weekend, uh, this weekend that just passed at the time of uh, of when I'm recording, there was a birthday. His birthday was uh, April seventeenth. Uh, someone that I know, great kid. He just turned nineteen. He is a great young man. I have. He was actually the one that I spoke about. Uh, with the printer story 
where he was the one who walked over and found the same old prints that keep printing over and over and over. The witch's story, the witch of Yazoo. If any of if anyone's new and they don't know that story, please go back and listen to my dark arts, the witch episode. Uh, I talk about the witch of Yazoo in Mississippi, Yazoo, Mississippi. So please go back and listen to that. If not, you, you know you hey, you do what you want to do. I'm not gonna stop you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I um uh, so he t- uh, he turned 19 and his birthday was Star Wars themed. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, nothing down to like you know the s- specifics, but he's a he's a he's just over the the category of being an avid watcher an enjoyer um he has lego sets etc cetera, etc cetera. and yes he's 19 you're never too old to play with legos and uh, i actually bought a few just to bond with him you know just to build with him and stuff um but yes so it was his birthday we had a nice birthday party for him we all enjoyed it he will be moving to houston texas uh by the end of may so it's, it was also kind of like a goodbye um, so it was, it was nice. So any of my Texans, especially the ones in the Houston area who listen to the show, please take care of him. He's, he's a great young man. Great. Just a great person. Um, so I hope Houston treats him well. I've, I've been told many great things that Houston is a, uh, Houston's a nice place. Um, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's an enjoyable area. So I hope he truly does enjoy it. I really do. With that out of the way, with any current events, I just one, just one other thing. Excuse me if you can hear my mouse clicks. I am surfing on my computer. I, uh, or my laptop, rather. I've received, (laughs) I was looking through the statistics of the podcast. I do that every once in a while. I actually don't do it as much as some people may think. I do not do it on a daily basis. I don't do it, you know. Every two days, I just do it whenever I feel like it. And the last time I checked the podcast was about, at, at the time of this recording, about three, three, four days ago. And three days later, I decided to check. And I noticed that the United Kingdom, in, in the United Kingdom, I've, I've been, uh, I've had a huge spike in growth over there in the United Kingdom. Mainly in London, I have, uh, according to the, according to my statistics, I have, um, I have a few listeners in other places, such as Sheffield. Uh, I also have a, I also have a listener or a few listeners near St Helens. That's on, the, that's towards Liverpool. And I have another listener in a in an area called Grims. Grimsby. So, uh, and that's, you know, there's a few more, but they're all mainly in the greater London area. So I don't want to get down to the intensities with that. But that's all that I will say. And I've just, you know, I've just been having some growth over there on the, on that side of the globe. And it's, and it's nice. It's nice to see me grow. It just feels good. (laughs) <laughs> can't explain it. it just feels really nice um 
So I guess I'm saying that because it's just let's give a warm welcome to all the to all the English men and women who are tuning in and listening. I hope that my accent doesn't bother you. <laughs> and I feel really um really grateful that you're taking the time to hear me when of course you don't have to. But thank you so much. I really feel and this goes for everybody as well, not just for the lovely listeners uh, over there in the UK, but just for everyone in general. Thank you for having me be a part of your day, uh, being a part of your night, wherever you may be. Thank you so much. It is quite a journey, and I'm trying to find my voice in podcasting. Um, not for anybody else, but just for myself. I'm trying to find my niche as each episode goes on. And I think I'm slowly and slowly finding it. And it feels really nice. It, and it feels really good. Um, so, yes. Anyway. So, let's start this, uh, let's start this shindig. Let's, let's enjoy this episode. I, um. So, last week, or last episode, it was about Art Bell. And when, you know, the episode was uploaded, when the Art Bell Day episode was uploaded, I was, you know, I was listening back on that episode. And I never do that. I never listen back on any of the episodes. But that one in particular, I wanted to listen back on. I wanted to hear it. I wanted to uh, to enjoy the... Just just listen. I, 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 I was trying to listen to the podcast... Through the through the ears, <laughs> in this case, through or at least through your shoes, you being the listener. And I listened back. I listened back. I sat there and I and and I, I took a I took a good listen. And it felt it felt good. It felt really nice. But um, it was just it was a it was pleasant and i was getting in the zone and i was in i was enjoying the conversation mainly because it's art you know and so i started looking up art bell as it was playing and i had a few of my friends who were listening to the episode you know it was, it was kind of like a listening party you know and i came across this website and i don't even know how <laughs> you know that feeling especially for anyone uh, near my age, near my generation, where, you know, we're so used to the internet, you, you know, you're surfing so much and you just find yourself on this random neighborhood of the internet that you have no idea how you got there. You don't know which street you turned down. You kind of just ended up. Well, that's what happened to me. I think if I remember correctly, I typed in Art Bell and I was just going through the different pages of Google and I came across this article title. It said, um, it said, and I quote, take it or leave it colon i miss art bell bigfoot and the alien abductors by jim styles and i loved the title so much i thought oh my goodness and i didn't read it then i just i opened it in a new tab and then i enjoyed you know my time with my friends and we were communicating and talking about the show and you know and then <laughs> later that night art bell day was over I laid down, I pulled out my laptop, and I opened it, and I saw the tab again, 
And I thought, oh, yeah, let me let me take a read. And let me just say, what a fun read. And I can't, first of all, Jim Stiles, I'm going to just say a spoiler, has beaten me in strides in the sense of Art Bell. He has listened to Art Bell since 1997. I'm going to say just that little spoiler. That's when he found Art Bell. He tuned into Art Bell probably during the golden age of what is Art Bell. Of what is Coast to Coast AM. What he says in this article, and I need you to keep this in mind because I'm going to read the whole thing. It's lengthy, but it's fun. It's beautiful. All the turns, the ups, the downs. I can't even, oh, but I'm just, I just need to say this as a disclaimer and then I'll jump into it. What he says, there's many things that he says in the article that I couldn't get out of my mouth. Like he used the words perfectly and it's beautiful. And it made me feel good because whenever I read somebody's opinion of art and it's eerily close to how I feel that makes me feel good because then I feel like I understood art because if other people understand it that way then then that means I got it right you know like I understood it correctly the, and, the, and this article is not that old September 30th of 2021 that's not that long ago that is uh what two months before oh no that that article came out one month before the podcast <laughs> so that's that's how old the article is. It's one month older than Conversations at Midnight. Because I started the next month after, that October. October 31st. So, Halloween. Anyway, without a further ado, please enjoy Take It or Leave It, I Miss Art Bell, Bigfoot, and the Alien Abductors by Jim Stiles. <clears throat> If there were ever a time that we needed an interesting and truly escapist diversion from the realities of 2021 or 2020 Part B, as it's known to some of us, then it's right now. I'm starting to take the bumper sticker I plastered across the back of our car last year more seriously. It's the one that reads, Giant Comment 2020. Let's just end this. It's true that on most days, we don't feel that level of despair. But yesterday afternoon, as the temperature hovered near 100, even Tanya asked if maybe we couldn't just take a nap for a few months. News of apocalyptic fires in California and life-altering Category 4 hurricanes in the already the battered parishes of Louisiana, the Afghanistan debacle, and the same old FUBAR politics from the left and right is just too much to endure. And yet, I know we will survive because I've been here before. I can even recall a time 25 years ago when the world seemed equally mad, though by today's measure, those times should have been a cakewalk. But I remember when I was on that razor's edge, and I remember how I found relief. 
I had reached a crossroads in my life, and I wasn't sure what to believe anymore. I was dissatisfied, confused, overwhelmed. A certain weariness had come over me. The world was a mess. I was overloading on the 90s. Life itself had lost its relevance. Much of my sluggish anxiety came from the television. The gosh darn TV. One of the most insidious monstrosities ever devised by man. Day after day, I propped myself up on the couch. My love seat, if you can believe it. And I watched the news. It was the news. More than anything else that was killing me. I had long ago walked away proudly from the situation, comedies, and nighttime soaps. And reality shows never even drew a flicker of my interest. But I somehow convinced myself that watching the news was a worthy effort. It's important to be informed, I rationalized. And every, and every day, I tuned in to the latest news. I would watch anything. But it wasn't really news, it was crap. NBC? News? CNN? Inside Edition? Hard copy? It was all the same. It was crap. Keep in mind, the internet and social media and Facebook and smartphones haven't even been invented yet. And yet, it was already this bad. Finally... In late February of 1997, I quit. I disconnected my converter. I pulled the coaxial cable from the back of the TV and hauled the tangle of wires and electronic hardware to the cable company. For my out-of-town readers, if you didn't have cable in Moab, Utah, you don't have TV. There is zero reception in the Moab Valley. The cable people looked at me with worried concern, which he's right, by the way. I've been to Moab several times. Love it. It never gets old for me. He's absolutely right. <clears throat> I mean, the connection is shoddy now, so imagine then. So, back to the story. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this? They said. I nodded shakily and went home to contemplate my good deed. I felt lost for about two weeks and nine hours. But on the eve of eve, of ideas of March, I was saved. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me redo that. But on the eve of eve of the Ides of March, I was saved. Rescued from the abyss of the banal by the disem disembodied voice of Art Bell. He changed my life. Amen. I still remember the day. It was a bit after midnight on the 13th of March, 1997. I couldn't sleep. Desperate for some human contact, I turned on the radio to the AM band. I spun the dial past the endless gibberish of sports talk radio 
hate talk radio, and top 40 country music. I considered harming myself. And then I heard something strange and different. Drifting in and out between the white hiss and an electronic buzz of distant radio signals. Going live with Peter Davenport. Strange things are happening in the skies above Phoenix tonight. Peter, we're getting reports that this object is a mile wide and moving right over the downtown area. Well, that's right, Art. We're tracking these lights all the way across the state. It's incredible. We've had sightings in Prescott, in Wickenburg. Obviously, this UFO is moving from the northwest to the southeast at an incredible rate of speed. Okay, Peter. That's Peter Davenport from the UFO Center with a huge story tonight. Lights over Phoenix, and we don't know what they are. This is Coast to Coast. I'm Art Bell, and we'll be right back. And so I found Art Bell on his late-night radio program, Coast to Coast AM. Him and his eclectic clan of contributors and participants. And they called in each night in the wee, dark, lonely hours to share their own tales of the paranormal and the just plain weird. Later, it seemed strange that it took me so long to find Art and his company. I'd been a UFO buff since I was a kid. On a bitter cold night in Brown County, Indiana, many, many years ago, I had been on my first Boy Scout hike. A rugged, 16-mile uphill walk through the forest of Brown County State Park. The last mile of the journey took us a step, oh, took us up a steep ridge, excuse me, called Grunt and Groan. The official end of the trail was the 75-foot-tall fire tower at its summit. As darkness fell over, our Troop 246 school bus failed to show up on time. And we stood there shivering under a magnificent starlit sky. Suddenly, one of my friends called out, Hey, what's that? And he pointed up to the heavens. And we all gasped. What is that? A trio of mysterious white lights drifted quietly over our heads. I had never seen anything quite like it. Imagine three small lights affixed to a pencil. At both ends and in the middle. Then imagine that the pencil is being suspended by a string from above. Then imagine the lights are on, but it's otherwise totally dark. That's what it looked like to us. Wide mouth, our necks craned skyward. We watched the UFO for more than a minute before the mysterious craft disappeared over the treetops. We were terrified scared out of our wits. I remember my hands were trembling and my heart was racing. (laughs) It was great. I'd never been happier or felt more alive. Now, all these years later, I'd come back to my roots. Art Bell's Coast to Coast AM aired every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 4 in the morning Mountain Time Zone and was carried live by more than 400 affiliates across North America. 
Most of those stations broadcast reruns on the weekend. But Art's show didn't originate from a high rise in New York or Los Angeles. No. He did the show from a double-wide trailer in Pahrumpf, Nevada, a hundred or so miles north of Vegas and just over a hill. As Bell liked to say, from the, from the top secret, the military installation, Area 51. Despite his humble broadcasting digs, Art Bell was everywhere. And Art's guests were from everywhere. Sometimes they weren't even from this planet. This is where it gets beautiful. Almost poetry. Sometimes they weren't even from this planet. No. Not even from this time. It was impossible to stereotype his guests. Some nights, Bell interviewed Nobel Prize winning the physicists about the origins of the universe. He would debate the Big Bang Theory one night and interviewed a warlock the next. <laughs> his style was rarely combative. He wasn't there to humiliate anyone. No matter how preposterous their claims or theories might have been. For this, he was criticized by some scientists and other people utterly lacking a sense of humor. Who claimed he recklessly mixed science and science fiction. And ultimately discredited himself and them. Art Bell's reply? <laughs> Lighten up. The way Art looked at it. People were intelligent enough to make up their own minds. Was his show entertainment? Was it educational? It was up to the listener. He didn't want to tell anybody what to think. But he had a darn good time as a, as a, as a coincidence. <clears throat> and so did his audience. One topic that left Art Bell cold was Washington politics. During the height of the Lewinsky affair, he warily and reluctantly allocated a couple of nights to the topic, taking calls on his numerous open lines. But that was more than he really felt necessary. After his half-hearted token effort, he returned to his usual agenda, which didn't really seem all that weird after the uh, Bill and Monica and Ken show. So, while countless millions of Americans were being beaten senseless by the endless nonsense of a full-fledged media sex scandal, I was tuned in to, a, to really important stuff. Let me cite some stellar examples. A man from Seattle, Washington, had gone for a hike in the mountains one day. His eight-year-old dog, Susie, was having a great time, chasing chipmunks and enjoying her unleashed freedom. Suddenly, Susie's ears parked, and she charged up the trail, barking furiously. At first, the man was unfazed by the dog's hysterics. But as the barks turned into desperate yelps, he became alarmed and ran after her. 
As the man reached the crest of the hill, he saw something incredible. His dog was cowering on the ground, still yelping but terrified. In front of the dog, moving so quickly that the image was a blur, quote, he moved fast like a paint shaker, the man explained, close quote. Was a small being? Child? What? He couldn't tell for sure. Suddenly, the dog let out a scream and began to, quote, implode upon itself, close quote. The dog vanished before his eyes. The being stopped, and for the first time, the man realized this was no human. Outraged, he took a large stick and hit the being in the head and killed it. It is the first known murder of an extraterrestrial alien by a man from Seattle. <laughs> to make it even more interesting, the man took pictures of the dead alien, confirming that extraterrestrials have red blood just like us. Apparently, the little guy was not from Vulcan. The photograph was posted on Art Bell's website, which had 27 million hits in 1998. So what in the hell was that about? Was the man crazy? Did he make it all up so he can be an Art Bell show? Did it really happen? Truth is, is I don't know. And I don't care. Much of Art Bell's shows was built around the callers who phoned in from around the country and around the planet. And from outside the planet at times. But these people didn't call in to whine about some politician they hated. These guys had serious issues to discuss. It sort of went like this. Yeah, Art, is that you? Yes, it's me. Turn down your radio, sir. Oh, yeah. Hi. Honey, can you turn down the radio? I'm talking to that Art Bell fella. Okay, uh, yes, Art... This is Larry in Orlando, Florida. My wife and I have been t taken on board an alien spacecraft several times down here. In fact, we have gone out about every day this week for sure. Really? You're telling me that a spaceship has landed in your yard, occupied by extraterrestrial beings, and they have taken you on rides into deep space? That's right, Art. I know it sounds sort of cockeyed, but on a stack of Bibles... That's what's happening. Well, Larry, this is extraordinary. Would you say you're being abducted? Are you being forced to fly with them against your will? Ah, hell, I mean, heck no, aren't. These creatures are pretty darn friendly. They asked us if we'd like to go out to Jupiter and Saturn, and me and the wife say, well, sure we would. I mean, who wouldn't, right? Yes, sir. I would have to agree. Now tell me, sir, can you say if it's a Pleiadian craft, a Delta Wing, or something else? Is it a disc? Well, I, I don't... Let me ask the wife. Hon, are you still in the kitchen? Mr. Bell wants to know if... No, no, wait, Larry, Larry. That's okay. You say you've been uh, up every day this week. 
Well, Art, I have. But the wife finally told these people that she just couldn't go flying over South Florida all the time. And then for heaven's sake, all the way out past Saturn. You know, she has the washing to do and the like. Larry, are you telling me your wife declined further flights across our solar system because of housework? Well, she does keep a clean house, Art. <laughs> on occasion, Art Bell decided, or and on occasion, Art Bell dis would try to dedicate a certain phone line to specialty items, if you will. My favorite was the timeline. On those nights when Art opened up the timeline, only qualified time travelers were permitted to phone in on that number. I was absolutely amazed at the plethora of time travelers who were visiting this particular segment of the space-time continuum who also listened to Art. After a while, you began to recognize the voices of the regular, I use the term loosely, call-in time travelers. My favorite was a guy named Steve, who claimed to be from the year 2063 and was always talking about a future dominated by the Supreme Commandant. One night, he began to reveal some information that someday will be released to the general public. This should interest you, Art. It will finally be determined that there was indeed a second shooter on the grassy knoll in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. I always suspected as much. Any clues on the identity of the shooter? Yes, Art. And this will stun you and your audience. Incredibly, the grassy knoll shooter was Marilyn Monroe. It's the only time I ever heard Art Bell burst out a laugh. Come on, Steve. You're destroying what's left of your credibility. You just went too far. For starters, Marilyn died a full year before JFK was assassinated in Dallas. But Steve insisted. Seriously, Art, don't laugh. Marilyn faked her own suicide so she could later seek revenge against JFK. It's a fact, and the future will bear me out. But quickly shifting gears just a few nights later, Art interviewed a highly regarded theoretical physicist, a man with impeccable credentials. He was terribly concerned about a project at the Fermi Lab in Chicago that involved an experimental particle beam accelerator. He claimed that his fellow physicists were going into an area of science that was unknown territory, and he was afraid. Afraid of what? Art asked. A sort of explosion. The doctor of physics sighed. What kind of explosion? Art pressed. Well, a supernova. Art's guest believed that the Fermi lab was on the verge of annihilating not only Chicago, not only planet Earth, but everything. Every particle of matter for 50 light years. That's light years. 
In fact, Art's guests theorize that every supernova our astronomers have observed in our galaxy came from a planet like ours that essentially pushed the wrong button and went, oops, just milliseconds before it vaporized itself. That's very encouraging. Another regular guest, Richard C. Hoagland, claimed to be a former NASA advisor and once contributed to the CBS launch coverage with Walter Cronkite. He was especially obsessed with the one with the one once puzzling face on Mars image. A low resolution photograph shot by one of the early Mars orbiters. He convinced himself and others that the image was part of an ancient Martian civilization that had inhabited the Red Planet ages ago, but which had now abandoned their old home in search of greener pastures like Earth. Hoagland once debated a man on our show who claimed that we had never sent astronauts to the moon. That the Apollo program was a complete hoax. Hoagland was the believer in the debate. But he took matters a step further. He claimed to have photographic proof that as the Apollo 11 astronauts descended to the lunar surface in the Eagle Lunar Module, they passed through an opening in a massive plexiglass shield. Say what? Hoagland was quickly to explain, yes, it was already known by NASA that a moon base had long ago been established by aliens on the Sea of Tranquility, and they must have gained permission to enter their closed space. Otherwise, they would have never opened the plexiglass portal and allowed Armstrong and Aldrin to land. Art replied, Well, sure, Richard, but what could make more of a better sense than that. I mean, really, how does one argue with a man who thinks extraterrestrial beings build huge glass domes on the moon but will grant our astronauts safe entry? I had to wonder if they needed to show their passports. <laughs> wow. There were often, oh, there were other people who called in, like Colonel Ed Dr. Doom Dames. I remember, yeah, I remember hearing Dr. Doom from the reruns, who came on once or twice a month to predict via his talent as a clairvoyant remote viewer more evidence of imminent global collapse. There was Sean David Morton, um, uh, another psychic remote viewer who is now serving time in federal correctional facility for some tax-related felonies. Or the fellow named Mel Waters, who claimed art, who claimed art, oh, excuse me, who called art to tell him he had found a hole on his property that would enter the center of Earth. Or another alien abuser who insisted he had killed an extraterrestrial being and kept it in his home freezer with a side of beef. Ghost stories were a regular feature especially on Halloween and his ghost to ghost episodes where callers would call and share their own terrifyingly haunted experience. Bell also played a role, albeit unintentional, 
and the infamous Heaven's Gate suicides in 1997. That year, the Hale-Bopp comet was making headlines around the planet as it streaked towards Earth. It was one of the most dramatic and easily viewed celestial events in a long time. But Art heard about it and reported a story by an amateur astronomer that a giant spaceship piloted by beings of a far superior planet was, in fact, hiding in the cosmic, cosmic tail of Hale-Bopp. The Hale's Gate cult had been waiting for such a sign for almost 20 years. On March 22, 1997, Convinced that the aliens piloting the giant ship were there to pick them up and transport them to a higher plane, all 39 members of the Heaven's Gate cult committed suicide. They all died wearing a pair of very stylish Nike sneakers. The group referred to their bodies as containers and were sure they'd be simply be oh, that they would simply be relocated to the mother ship. For all we know, that's exactly what occurred. But in the new millennium, for reasons no one fully understands, Art Bell decided to retire. At the very height of his popularity and infamy, he walked away from 500 affiliates and over 15 million nightly listeners. He left, the sh he left and the show suffered and almost died of bad ratings. Then he came back. <laughs> then he retired again. He turned the show over to a well-meaning man named George Noring. And then Art came back again, but just to work weekends. His wife Ramona died suddenly in 2005, and he was devastated. But then a month later, he married a young Filipino woman named Man Manila and broadcasted briefly from there. I thought it was a different name. That was like Aaron. Oh, well. And broadcasted briefly from there. Then he came back to Pahrumpf. He quit the show and denounced it. He started his own streaming program called Midnight in the Desert. And promised a return to the air to the AM airwaves. Then on December eleventh, two thousand fifteen, on my birthday, just three months after its latest premiere, Art shut down the show for good. He cited security issues and said he feared for his family. I I actually remember this. I remember reading the article. He never broadcast it again. He died just three years later after that, at the age of 72. He left a gap in my soul that has never been adequately filled. The Coast to Coast show survives with host George Norrie. But they seem to spend an inordinate amount of time talking about New Age health, the remedies, and crystal healing. I miss Bigfoot. And stories of the dark people. And the dude with the dead alien in his freezer. And I find myself wondering ultimately. What did it all mean? 
Was Art Bell nuts? And was I a fool for listening? Does the fact that millions of other listeners tuned in to his show suggest that our planet is in a worse shape than it than even the physici- than even, excuse me, the physicist from Chicago thought? And keep in mind, all this transpired more than two decades ago. How does that kind of deviant behavior of 1997 compare to today? Doesn't it almost make you feel sentimental? Isn't there a king longing in all of us to believe that somewhere out there, Mel's hole to the center of the earth really does exist? And that maybe we can even climb down to it and get away from all this current madness. I'm afraid to tell Tanya about that hole. <laughs> she, she might go looking for it. To me, it's like the debate between the Baptist and the atheist. The Baptist clings faithfully to his collection of scriptures and divine truths. The atheist sneers arrogantly at the Baptist and rejects everything. Each of them is as ignorant as the other because both of them have hermetically sealed minds. For me, maybe the truth is out there. Maybe it isn't. Maybe most of Art's guests and callers were total wackos. But maybe not all of them. And maybe it never really mattered. Maybe the truth was never the point to begin with. In the meantime, if nothing else, Art Bell's show was the best theater of the mind I ever had the pleasure of losing sleep over. Wherever you are, in whatever interdimensional reality you now find yourself in, Long live and prosper, Art Bell. And that was the article. And I just... I don't know if that's how he meant it. Like, the ups and the downs and then the... But that's how I read it the first time. And that's how I still read it now. That ending, to me, was just like an emotional you know, tie up at the very end of it all, where you just, where you kind of sit there, where you're just sitting there, even, even as now, you're just kind of empty, you know, he ended it with the, and he's had year, 1997, he's been enjoying Art Bell since 1997 to 2018, and Art passed on. What is that, 21 years? Oh my gosh. And just like that, it's gone. It ends. The radio isn't the same. You hear those voices in the background. You hear the people talking and, you know. Yesterday, 
the weather was spiked up to 20 degrees. So make sure that you grab your umbrellas for today because it's going to rain. And you hear all the talking. You hear all the voices. You hear everything about it. But it was never the same. It's not. For now, in my opinion, radio's dead. As sad as it sounds. I mean, you have people who are still trying to keep the the body going on life support, but it died. It's in a coma, and I don't think it'll come out of it unless somebody, someone great, way greater than me, comes along and brings it back. I love podcasting. I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I love it. It's becoming my new obsession. But make no mistake, if somebody offered me a radio show where I could just talk all night, I could play music whenever I wanted and have conversations and have people tune in, that's what I'd be doing. And I would make sure that Zed will have an affiliate over there in Australia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or to my vast majority of listeners in the UK, I'll make sure that there's an affiliate somewhere in the middle of England or Sussex. You know, somewhere. Somewhere. There's a magic, man. There's a magic to it. A beauty. And it's not fair. It, it It's seriously not fair. It's cheesy. This sounds so cheesy. But it kind of reminds me of that Dr. Seuss quote, you know, from the Lorax, you know. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing's going to get better. It's not. And it's true. Someone has to come. Someone has to come on over and just and just bring it back, man. Bring it back. Because it's never the same. And I miss it. I miss it a lot. I used to live in, a, in an apartment. I don't even know if I should give the address. It was on a... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I won't say the apartment number, but I'll say the streets. It was a 135th Street in Biscayne, in Miami. 135th in Biscayne. Right on that street, there's a there's a bunch of apartments. And I, and I used to live in one of them. It was um, me and my family. We, um, late at night, really late at night, one of the very few times I actually listened to Art Bell, and it wasn't even him live, it was a rerun. It was a, they, I think George Norrie was out of town or something, and there was a, there was a rerun. Oh man, what year was that? 20, 2014? No, 2013? 2012, around there? There was a rerun. I think. Anyway, I, I ended up hearing Art. And I sat there out on a patio with this little radio I had. Someone had like this little pocket radio 
just like a generic dollar store thing. I don't even know where the heck it came from, but I had it. And I listened and I loved it. There was a magic to just turning the turning the wheel to getting the AM band right on the exact frequency to listen to coast to coast and there it was. And it was great. It was beautiful. There is a magic there. My biggest wish, my biggest thing. I wish for the podcast to be something to fill that hole. I know it never will. The only way that that hole will ever be filled is if Art Bell comes out of the ether and just gives us, you know, another 20 years of talk radio that the world has never seen. But that's never going to happen. So instead, the next best thing is, is I hope someone comes out of the darkness and just tries to fill that hole. Whether that's me or not, I'm sure I don't know. But I, I, I hope someone can fill it in. And that's what I'm trying to do. And if it's not me, then I hope I can at least be a stepping stone for people to get in, you know, to get into this groove, to get into this, you know, into this style of, of, of broadcasting to enjoy. And then once, once that person who's 10 times better comes along, without the comedy, without the theatrics, without the endless cussing unnecessarily about how big their genitalia is or, or no, no. Genuine radio, no judgment, no, no hate. Just talking about angels, demons, ghosts, Bigfoot. I mean, a guy calls in talking that he has an alien carcass in his uh, in his outside freezer, next to some ground beef that he's probably gonna use in the next two three days. He's cross contaminating uh, <laughs> extraterrestrial flesh with Earth flesh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's cool man and even if it's fake let's say that it gets proven right like if tomorrow art bell's wife art bell's widow comes out of the woodworks and goes hey listen um yeah no dude all of it was just a show he didn't care about anything these people were fake you know they who cares if it was just proven tomorrow guess what still gonna listen to art bell because it's not because it's him because it's him. It's because it's art. It's Art Bell. It's who he is. He had the it factor. And I don't, and before anybody goes, yeah, but it's gibberish. Look, whoever listens to this and they're, you know, and they listen to a bunch of podcasts and the, tell me. How many of those podcasts you t that you listen to that talk about garbage? Listen, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the 10-minute podcast. Love the 10-minute podcast. Chris D'Elia, Will Sasso, Brian Callen, they're all sensational. But the amount of times <laughs> they talk about stupid things that are just... 
they literally do bits. They they do skits. They literally do skits and bits and things. Jape. <laughs> As David Greco says, Jape. There he is. There it is. The amount of podcasts that are like that now where it's just endless jibber jabber. I'm tired of it. Even even this show at times can be jibber jabber. I, I, I have a literal episode called Tuesday's Ramblings. It's just me rambling, talking about nonsense. Things that, in, from, my, from my view, didn't really go together. We need a guy who can do that way better than any one of us can. I think Art was too... No... No, he wasn't. I was going to say maybe Art was ahead of his time, but he wasn't. He was there at the perfect time. He was there at the perfect time. What am I saying? We're just looking at the aftermath of a freaking hero, of a radio hero. You know, it's like those, it's like when you, you know, read like a fairy tale. And you, you know, and then like the story ends and it's like, and they lived happily ever after the end. But it's like, yeah, but people grow old and people die. I want to know what happens when the knight in shining armor dies. What does the town do? Do they put up a statue of the guy? You know? Do they do endless paintings? Do they, do they name the town after him? Like what? He slayed the dragon for crying out loud. What does he get for it? The truth is, is that's the time that we're living in. If you're into radio and broadcasting and you know who Art Bell is and you're a listener, well, guess what? We're living in the in in the day in day of age where the hero's dead. He's six feet in the dirt. And all we have are memories of him and the effects that he's had on us directly or indirectly. And that's the truth. And I think the reason why that not many people know what to do is because we've had no example of what to do. We don't know what to do. We usually just accept it and move on. The problem is, is that Art Bell left a dent so big that no one can fill it. Not even if they tried. They wouldn't even get close. And it's a shame. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot. So I guess this is a... I guess this episode is just more of a follow-up to Art Belt Day. And maybe that's what I'll call it. Art Bell Day, the epilogue, or <laughs> the epilogue, parentheses, Art Bell, part two. I don't know. I, um, I'm going to, you know what? I think I'm going to try to contact Jim Styles. I wonder if I can have him as a guest on the show. That'd be really cool. <laughs> Forgive me for my mouse clicks. I'm trying to look for something, but... 
Look, I, uh, I, I guess I just wanted to say that I know, I know that sometimes my show is a little, um, inconsistent or, you know, but seriously, I'm trying and, and I'm not saying this in like a sappy way. Like I'm trying. No, no, no. I'm trying. You know, I, I like it, like in the description that I wrote in the previous episode for Art Bell. I said, this podcast exists only because of him. And I myself, Tuesday, exists because of him. Not in like the literal sense, but in the sense of Tuesday as an, as an entity. As a persona. And that exists only because of art. Mainly because of the whole that is left. Imagine all the viewers that have passed away ever since Coast to Coast has just been a shadow of its former self. That would have been nice. That would have been nice if they all st just stuck around. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is I saw magic in art. And I wanted to give you guys that magic. I know I don't have it. At least I don't know if I do. But if I can get anywhere close, then I feel like I did my job as an entertainer. As somebody behind a microphone who just talks to people. And I'm growing fast, so I guess I'm doing something right, you know? I'm doing something that people are agreeing with. And I'm changing, hopefully for the better. <laughs> hopefully for the, for the much, much better. But it would appear that the sun is setting on this conversation. I don't want it to, but like I like I usually have said in the past, I don't force things. I don't try to force it. If it's natural, it's natural. And right now, I feel like now is a great time for it to end. And I appreciate it. I appreciate the listeners, I appreciate everything. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm in a position where I can give something over the air. Where I can give you guys that twinkle in the eye that, oh my gosh, you know, there's someone out there who's doing something. And I hope I am. I really do. Thank you guys for everything. Thank you so much. To all my truckers out there, keep the wheel steady. And enjoy your time on that road. I think I'm gonna, I think I really am gonna try to contact my uncle and just have him do like, you know, like a segment. You know. Life on the road. <laughs> with Tuesday's uncle. You know, or something, I don't know. It'd be really cool for, you know, I get constant updates, you know, once a week. I'm like, okay, let's get an update, you know. Hey, I'm in the middle of Wyoming at truck stop, whatever, whatever, or mile marker, I don't know, 173. That'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. So, to end it smoothly, thank you guys for everything. Thank you so much. If you have any uh, any stories, if you want to email me, if you want to 
share something with me, if you want me to read it on the podcast, write me at stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also do that for business inquiries. If you have anything involving sponsorships or anything like that. Stories at midnight at yahoo.com. That's mainly where you're going to get a hold of me. Is through stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Uh, the email will be written in the description. So I hope you've seen that. And yes. Coming to you. West of the Rockies. From the great southwest state of Utah. I have been your host Tuesday. And this has been Conversations at Midnight. Thank you, everybody. Ooh, I almost darn tootin' forgot. Let's do a song of the week. And I don't even have any, I don't even have a song prepared. So let's see. Let's choose. Oh, you know what? Oh, that'll be nice. Let's do that one. Song of the week is going to be Moody River by Pat Boone. Now, there's a reason why I choose this song. There's an episode of Art Bell, or there's a show that Art Bell did. And he played it between his commercial break. And afterward, he said, uh, he said, man, that one reminds me of when I was a kid. So, since we talked about art this whole time, and I read that little nice little article about art and everything, let's do Moody River by Pat Boone. Thank you so much, everybody. And I hope you have a great one. Until next time, until next week, next episode of Conversations at Midnight. I have been your host. Thank you so much. And stay weird out there. <laughs>